Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back after that commercial break. I hope you had a, a nice little quick cup of tea or a cup of coffee or uh, some refreshment there. Uh, we're back talking about schools, talking about um, activities that happen in schools and resources that happen in schools and the system behind your schools that probably a lot of parents that are tuned in don't know about. So we have with us Anna from BEP, which is Birmingham Educational Partnership, and Dawn from Salty Academy, talking about the importance of well-being, building relationships. And we ended there before the break, um, reflecting on those relationship building and how we need to role model that in all walks of life. So parents, if you're tuned in to us, hopefully you're role modelling what positive relationships is in the home between you and your partner and your young people are learning how to to role model that with their peers as well from learning from you so it's not a sit down topic here we need to <laughs> learn about this it's a practice topic so uh, this is what we w- the full show is is, is uh, organized about today and you are tuned into unity fm 93.5 if you do want to contact us you can email studio at studio at unityfm.net or you can ring in the studio at 0121 772-8892 and we can take your questions and pass it on to our experts if you want their advice and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to get back to you if you have questions for them. Um, so today, today is a pre-recorded show so it is going out as a pre-recorded show so I'm afraid we won't be able to do live questions and answers but hopefully one day we'll have you back in the studio doing a live show to our guests. I'm smiling here at <laughs> Anna and Dawn who are smiling back at me. Uh, because Slight that way nervousness. <laughs> Well, it's a nice way of getting parents involved <laughs> in the discussions, yeah, indeed, and, and sharing some of the good practices that they're yeah. doing as well mm-hmm. uh, out there. So we had a lot of lovely good practice we yeah. spoke about before the break. But some schools may find it difficult to engage with parents. Now, you're really good at engaging oh. parents. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can share some of the good things that you've done and Anna can share for, with other schools some of the good things that they have mm-hmm. done too in engaging with parents. Okay, well, I think just going back to um, some of the activities that we've got our young people involved in. So, for example, Harvest Festival was in October and we encourage children to bring in one item that we then donate to the local food bank. Mm-hmm. So rather than just saying to the children go home and ask for an item of food we actually sent text messages to the parents as well so they probably felt involved in the whole process yeah um you know they some parents actually bought bags in themselves because they wanted to get involved i think they felt part of the wider thing that we were trying to do mm-hmm. working with the food bank um as when we were sort of doing the rights respecting award we we put together a parent steering group and from that came a lot of conversation around how when their children were in primary school it seemed more accessible uh, because obviously they were taking them to school picking them up Hmm. but as they progressed to secondary school that contact with the school kind of diminished Um, they weren't taking to school weren't picking them up they had many teachers Mm. and who was the first point of contact so at our school we have something called the house system and that's where you have a pastoral manager who's over a particular house so for example all of our houses are named after influential people who've you know done great things we've got like Mo Farah we've got Farah House we've got Alazan um, Marie Curie House Shakespeare and what's good about our house system is that um, they have 
all of the family members in that house. So if you've got a student who's in year 10 and their sibling comes in in year seven, they will go into that same house system, which means that the pastoral manager has that relationship mm. with the parent already. Um, you know, they're aware of potential pitfalls or some of the good things that happen within that family that they can work closely. So there's not a disjointed approach, whereas if it was, you know, year seven coordinator, year eight, mm. maybe the communication isn't as fluid. So gaps are gaps appear in that yeah. communication so that's yeah. one thing that we do um, as I was saying from the parent steering group uh, we set up a parent coffee morning uh, the difficulty is always how do we invite the whole school so we kept it small but those parents who came really benefited from it they felt that you know they could have those conversations some of the challenges they were facing so it wasn't about us as a school saying this is what you need to do but actually parents own experiences and that interaction mm. encouraging them you know my child I've got a child in year 10 and in year 8 and this is what's happened to us this is how we've worked on it and you know they've taken each other's numbers and that kind of builds up that community among our parents in the school as well which I think is brilliant mm. and you know we plan to do more of that so I think don't be afraid to go to school and speak to the pastoral manager. Um, don't think, you know, they have time for you and we want what's best for your child as much as you do. And working in partnership, that's what schools want because it, it just, it comes, so we're all kind of singing off the same page in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it's better for the child that, you know, we talk about in the families, that family unit, that unity in the family. And it's the same thing. We want that unity between home and school as well. And, you know, sometimes there are difficult relationships, but if we keep it that the child is the focus of all the things that we want to achieve, I think that just makes it easier for that, not compromise, but where we're willing to make concessions for one another. Mm, very good advice there. There's a lot of brilliant advice there mm. in, in helping and greeting. And I'm, I'm looking back at my own children and some of the schools that they went to, and I'm looking back to my eldest child now and the head teacher I was visualising it there when she started in year 7 outside at the gateway and actually knew all the parents of the children by name so nice. welcoming and welcoming yeah. us all mm -hmm. by name uh, you just feel so part of the school mm -hmm. already because you're greeted by yeah. not just a smile but by name as well mm -hmm. I think gosh that, that mm -hmm. must have taken them a long time yeah. to actually learn every child's surname and be able to greet us all at the gate by the, yeah. uh, by name but it, it makes a big difference we felt part of it yeah. we felt mm -hmm. close to it and I love the bit where you have the year eight pupils parents yeah. kind of mentoring the newer mm -hmm. parents coming yeah. in that's, that's really good yeah. that's really <laughs> it's, are you the only school doing that uh, that's, that's um, really to be honest idea. probably not probably, I think I it's not something that I've yeah. heard of in other places yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds really good to me happen. I think it, why aren't other schools doing mm. it because you know it sounds really good there's some parents there that would love that would that are willing to help and share their experiences mm. and mm. guide parents around and but sometimes we're very shy as parents to to ask <laughs> and uh, mm. we've come you know come very um I know in Ireland we're a little bit open then kind of British people that usually don't form conversations maybe yeah. as easy as Irish people. That's all I've been told. I'm not too sure should I be saying this or not. But, you know, we are kind of in our own little box. Your parent, yeah. this is your own, this is where you're supposed to be. And pupils are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And am I supposed to be mixing with the head teacher mm, or my yeah. teacher? Am I allowed to go in there? Mm -hmm. How would they perceive this? So it's lovely, yeah. the, the atmosphere you've I created. Think that the head the heads are really important and like senior leadership team because they set the culture yeah. and the you know the feel for that school mm. and I think you know our heads are very good 
app it's got open door policy and you know we didn't set it out to be like that it was just organic it was just maybe the environment and the setup it, we weren't going in for a hard sell it was about just coming to school and enjoying you know being in that environment and I think when you've got a parent steering group you're always going to have those quite confident parents and I think because they were spearheading it that was where they were able to take it to the next level where you know I probably wouldn't have mm. planned it like that mm -hmm. it just that's what naturally occurred it mm. falls like that which is beautiful yeah. absolutely beautiful. I guess as well you know I mean and I've I know I've said this to you know parents of my daughter's friends it's because you know teachers for me they're not an unapproachable group of people because mm -hmm. I, well, my dad was a head teacher. I, I'm used yeah. to them, you know. Yeah. I know you're all normal, yeah. relatively. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, you, what what I think we can forget sometimes is that you know teachers see a lot of children and and particularly you know experience each. Mm. They they've they've lived it with a lot of young people, mm. and and sometimes it can be you know as a parent it can be hard yeah. to hear somebody mm. say something because actually once kids go to school they're in an environment where you know they're being judged yeah. aren't they really yeah. that's yeah. that's mm. that's what it's like in a way but also what you've got is a whole body of other adults who know children very well mm -hmm. and and who c can give us often helpful advice and it might challenge us mm. sometimes mm. um you know it might not necessarily be what we would think but it's important for us to listen to it and hear it and digest it and think actually often this comes from a real place of experience and knowing and knowing what it's like being a young person seeing young people go through difficulties um you know having had experience of lots of young people who've been through the yeah. same thing before what's worked what hasn't worked mm. things like that so um so I, you know i i kind of often remind my daughter's pa parents of my daughter's friends you know actually speak to the school because they know this yeah. stuff it's what yeah. they do yeah. it's their yeah. business yeah you know mm. they're they're interested in kids doing well yeah. mm -hmm. um you know they want what's best for children and young people mm. and and i think also we can forget that when we when we approach schools as adults and as parents we also go with our own experience of what school was like for us mm. and kind of anticipating maybe you know you kind of i was at something the other day and um the guy who was leading it was saying, you know, he's gone back into school and suddenly you're kind of back into this place yeah. of being 14 again. Yeah. And and you forget that actually that can be what happens for parents. And if you've not had a great experience mm. of school yourself, mm. I think it's understandable why yeah. it's harder for you mm -hmm. to approach a teacher to ask and ask for their thoughts yeah. about something or ask for help. Um, mm. But I think schools are really tuned into that now mm. and, yeah. you know, do stuff away from school mm. sometimes to help people engage. There's a real kind of um yeah i think there's not an expectation that all parents find it easy to approach a school and and do it and so they'll reach out more to help people um or find other ways of engaging parents we've had a, a primary school who've just done something around sleep like a sleep project for their kids oh, that sounds interesting yeah th well i don't know quite what the outcome has been yet it was finished just yeah. before half term and um and one of the things that they'd had was they'd kind of undertaken this whole project with some of the the kids around recording I think it was about recording your sleep then doing a whole lot of sleep education and then mm -hmm. seeing the impact of that and things and there was a there was obviously some part of the task that there was the opportunity to win this amazing bed as a prize and so you know actually loads of parents came into the school for the event and things and that's great because actually you know what you're talking about is sleep and that's attached mm -hmm. to well-being and that's about kids doing better yeah. at school mm -hmm. and so all the things that schools try and do really are they're focused on helping kids have the best possible experience at school and do the best yeah. that they 
can do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and often it's about how can we help you as parents to help mm-hmm. your kids have a better time mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm. and that was a very clever way of doing it because Absolutely. you're getting children to record their own sleep so they're yeah. they're understanding the importance of and sleep. they're talking to their parents about yeah. it they're yeah. educating their <laughs> parents yeah. Yeah. you know and maybe changing their own habits yeah. too and t- listening to others and they don't want maybe uh, somebody else to win that prize so they're yeah. going to put that <laughs> extra effort in really good way yeah. of doing it is turning the whole sleep upside down and uh, having yeah. a, i'm sure it was a great result out of that f- and for a prize for a bed wouldn't any school uh, <laughs> save for a bed yeah. just to to change a whole mm. but it's the innovative way I think that schools yeah. really you know really really try to engage with this stuff mm. you know and, and yeah and I'm I'm forever amazed and inspired by the ways that schools will take an idea or they'll find it they'll have a problem with something and they will run with it and try and yeah. find ways to work with mm. it that helps the kids in their care mm-hmm. um you know that's what i that's yeah. what i see in schools that i go into is mm. just this kind of we want children in birmingham to have yeah. the best experience of school and to become really great young people for the city mm-hmm. um, and we've got a lot of young people in birmingham yeah. to do that for we so. have indeed yeah. and uh, yeah. we've got great opportunities mm-hmm. here and it's great to see that schools are thinking differently and parents hopefully after this will start thinking differently because that's a mm-hmm. lovely little project having your own family even yeah. uh, start as a family i wonder uh, who sleeps the longest what, way, <laughs> what, do, what yeah. do we sleep what do we sound like when we are asleep yeah. what is the important and have those conversations mm-hmm. about sleep so my parents are we all on our phones before we go to sleep getting the blue light in our eyes and things and then what does that affect to have on our neurons Mm -hmm. and our brain function Mm. uh, through the night and maybe nightmares as well so it's Mm -hmm. it gives a good opportunity for parents to think about that and and uh, talk about that with their children so i love that project they mightn't be able to afford a bed but (laughs) maybe a new duvet cover or pillow even you know prize a nice comfy new pillow which doesn't cost a a lot but you know parents could do that with their families and yeah, and yeah. encourage those that's talks good. just touching on that sleep so um mm. that's something you know the year 11s current year 11s across the country are preparing now for mm. GCSEs and you know it is quite uh an intense time for them mm. um so I was talking to the year 11s about revision and touching on the sleep you know young people need sleep mm-hmm. if they're going to bed at sort of midnight you know one o'clock in the morning it's it's too late um, and I was looking at some research which I shared with the young people um, and it was around rats who were learning to run around a maze and they had to remember which way to go and they found in this piece of research that when the rats went to sleep that the, the learning that they had you know, experienced throughout the day was being replayed in their memory so it's about transferring from short-term memory to long-term mm-hmm. memory where they can retrieve it at a later date and so I think for young people, you know, learning doesn't have to be hard, but it's it's being wise to know how does how does our brain work? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I need to do to support my young person? So definitely sleep and sort of in uninterrupted sleep as well. Um, Anna mentioned about you know the tele the mobile phones. Mm. And, you know, we know they're attached to children, and <laughs> you know it's had a bad press. The phone, social media, but there are positive things about it. But you know, talk to your child about their use, overuse of it at times, mm-hmm. because that interrupts sleep. And what was interesting in the research that this replay of uh, learning didn't start to happen until they got to what's called um, slow wave uh, sleep. And that's the third part of their sleep. So, you know, you have to be asleep for a while before it starts to 
um, you know, take place. So mm -hmm. if you're going to bed at 12 and then you've got to be up at six for school, you know, how much of that slow mm -hmm. wave sleep do you actually experience where you're consolidating your learning? Mm -hmm. So I think that's, it's really important, you know, you know, young children, young people, they need sleep. They're developing, their brains constantly evolving, growing and, you know, forging these new connections. Mm -hmm. And it happens when we sleep. Mm -hmm. And so without that, you know, we put our children at a disadvantage when mm -hmm. it comes to learning. Mm. It's true, and all mm. the latest research now about the neurons connecting that mm. mini explosion in teenage yeah. years that parents don't often understand as well that yeah. you know it's not just all mm -hmm. in, yeah. in their youth yeah. and babies. It oh, is they're pruning, aren't they? They're Pr doing exactly. their synaptic pruning. Exactly, <laughs> at this stage, you know, and it's, it's, it's wonderful to, yeah. to for parents to mm. understand that and the importance of, of that sleep. You're talking there uh, a bit about resources. Is there other resources that parents could use in a creative mm -hmm. way maybe you know this is lovely about sleep and talking about mm. sleep is there other things that we could um make it known to parents today on the on the show today yeah we were just making a bit of a kind of a checklist weren't we of resources <laughs> and things so um so there is there are some really great resources i know you use them at school don't yeah. you that the anna freud center so the anna mm. freud center in london have developed mm. for parents about supporting young people's well-being i mean freely available on the website yeah. but also um i mean we try and always make sure that schools have that information to be able to share with parents so if you go mm. on to the anna freud center i think and put in something like parenting is it uh Schools in mind, isn't yeah, it? Schools and in mind. It brings up um, different resources around different areas that a child might experience, you know, challenges, and it yeah. gives the parents some tips on how they can support their young uh, person mm. as well. And there's also guides for young people as yeah. well, aren't there? Mm -hmm. As well, um, but things like the Young Minds website have a lot of good information. Um, people like yourselves, you know, approachable parenting, yeah. and and places like children's centres as well, particularly for if you're parents of younger children. You know, there's always a there is always advice on hand. Um, young minds have their parenting support line as well that I gather mm -hmm. is quite mm -hmm. well used. Mm -hmm. um, I was also just thinking about um, things like Dan Siegel and emotion coaching and different kind of ways of learning to talk with young people, particularly when they're in. Well, I mean, young people's brains are developing all the time, aren't they, from birth? Yeah. But um, but but about how the way that we as the adults have conversations with young people mm -hmm. helps either yeah. heighten their level of you know anxiety yeah. distress whatever anger whatever they're feeling or can help them understand where that's come from mm -hmm. and then name it a little bit better and what they can then do with it mm -hmm. so so you know there's 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 um there's research and there's articles around for schools in particular about how when we as the adults change our approach actually yeah. everything changes mm -hmm. and that can be sometimes really hard because yeah. actually what we want to do is be able to see that the problem is all in the child and actually sometimes we need to amend the way that we're, yes. <laughs> that we're parenting yeah. so exactly. my daughter often says to me she's only five but in the morning sometimes you know when you're in a rush <laughs> She's like, Mummy, is this one of these mornings when you're um, you're feeling a bit cross? <laughs> and I'm like, how lovely that she's able to tell me. <laughs> but also, you know, what that means then is I actually take a step back and I go, do you know what, actually, yeah, I'm really sorry I've rushed you this morning and mm -hmm. I don't like having to do that and I'm sorry mm -hmm. that that's yeah. how it's felt. Thank you for telling me. Mm -hmm. You know, because actually 
it's that's my responsibility yeah. i'm setting the tone in our mm. family for those things mm-hmm. um so it's kind of how yeah. can we take a step back ourselves as parents and think what's my role yeah in this and that's really hard to do really hard yeah. to do and what can we do the night before to prepare for that rush in the morning that's how right. we talk yeah. about resources mm-hmm. you know yeah. if we have a, a lot of children do we have a little thing at the back of the door to check yeah. off you know yeah. Yeah. this child needs a pee kit today this child needs something mm-hmm. or or you do the lunch boxes the night before if, yeah. if the young people are still too young to do that and so mm-hmm. have things ready so we're not rushing in the morning time yeah. and then no petrol in the car and yeah. having to uh, do all of that yeah. makes us more stressed again yes. so some small little things would really make us feel more relaxed and enjoy our children to be able to have that waltz around the kitchen at yes. breakfast time. well yes and then they yeah. and the child then turns up at school mm-hmm. you know in a much more relaxed yes. state yeah. ready yeah. to learn and mm-hmm. you know i mean i i know sometimes when when I feel, you know, as my daughter say, one of those mornings when you're feeling a bit cross, mm-hmm. often it's because actually I'm a bit nervous or worried about something that I've got to do in the yes. day, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's I'm projected out, and, yes. and, and, and you didn't Absolutely. mean it like that, no. but she picks it up because she knows that she's able to read the body <laughs> yes. language, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I have to, I have to take responsibility for that as the parent yeah. and the adult, yeah. yeah. But be able to find a way to kind of feed that back to her so she can make mm-hmm. sense of it. That actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not it's my fault. It's not your fault. You're all right. Mm. <laughs> I think the difficult thing um, is, you know, maybe if we're not organised as parents and it causes a child to be late. So there's children in our school who maybe the parents drop off siblings, which makes them late. Mm-hmm. And that is a source of stress for some young people mm-hmm. because they don't want to be late to school. So... Mm-hmm. And, and you were talking about how do we, you know, deal with a situation where a child's late. You know, it's not going to be necessarily the child's fault or, mm-hmm. you know, that they didn't have any char- uh, control over that situation. So I think trying to think about how our actions impact our children. And as you said, when we send them off to school, have they been in an environment where it's heightened anxiety, tension? I think, you know, they always say, never go to bed with when you're angry yeah and maybe that's something we could use with our children you know they will mm. challenge us mm-hmm. make us annoyed mm. but actually for them to know that we love them despite mm-hmm. it it keeps them grounded mm. it lets them know they're important and um i think that's one of the key things you were talking about memories mm. um at the beginning and you know sometimes we're really busy in our own lives and we are we're working or we've got younger children but it's really important to make time so you know my daughter said to me as mom can you come and listen to me read the book and I was just like I'm tired you know mm. but she went upstairs to read her book before she went to bed and I just thought she asked me to go that's important mm. to her mm-hmm. and I think it's sometimes putting aside <laughs> what we want and recognizing that I need to give my child time and that's where those memories mm. are formed. You know, I remember, yeah. you know, oh, I remember mommy danced in the kitchen with me. Mm. And it seems insignificant, but it's mm. that connection with mm. your child. Whether, and even if it's a boy, give them a hug. Oh. You know, they might shy away from it. But there, it's, you know, oh, my mom actually gave me a hug or my dad gave me a hug. Really I think boys need boys. more hugs yeah. and need Definitely. hugs, uh, and mm. if, if they do shy away from it, go with the high fives and get <laughs> yes. in there eventually with the hugs. Because yeah. I often say to parents, if they're not getting their hugs from you, where are they going to get their hugs from? Yes. Because naturally, as human mm. beings, we all mm. need hugs. We yeah. all need that physical connection. So mm. parents, be aware of that. Yeah. You know that we need to give, especially our young boys, yeah. that feel that they need to be, you know, what the man is looking like, or yeah. have this persona of men mm. and strong and 
not to show affection yeah. as maybe but we we want to encourage that and definitely yeah. we try to encourage that quite a lot and mm. when we're talking about these shows indeed mm. so we're, we're coming towards the end of the show we've only got a couple of minutes left is there any other tips i think we have for parents out there um as well as hugging their children <laughs> and smiling and you know putting it in perspective giving that quality time as you mentioned so it's mm. not going to take ages to hear that story but it's t- going to take a few minutes and giving that time for your child is anything else you think we should be encouraging parents to do out there go to their schools talk about things to schools talk about teachers Mm -hmm. teachers are approachable that i found that really lovely statement that you made you know we're all human beings we Mm -hmm. are approachable no matter how big the problem is yeah we want to talk about assuming anything about you know your child they're an individual in their own right and Mm -hmm. you know as Anna once told me, every child is brought up differently. Hmm. So if you're the first child, your experience as a parent is going to be fairly limited. So, you know, you might be more (laughs) protective of them because it's your first child or maybe stricter because you're not sure about parenting. Hmm. Your second one comes along a bit more relaxed with them or, oh, that's the baby You haven't got the time in the same way. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think when young people talk to us, really important to kind of say, did you know, did you mean this? Mm Because maybe we hear, but we Mm. don't really hear Mm -hmm. where they're coming from and kind of saying, well, did you mean this? And what, you know, do you want me to do anything? Kind of letting them take the lead on rather than saying, well, I know what you need to do. Uh, I think it's having that active listening for young people, not assuming you know what's wrong with them. And maybe they can't articulate it, so it might be giving them time. Maybe they won't come to you straight away. You know, I've had some parents say, oh, they spend all the time in their bedroom. That's what young people do. They're adolescents. They're they're learning to move away from the family as they go into adulthood, Mm. not in a negative sense, but Mm. just as part of their growth and Mm. development. So, you know, give them their space as an adolescent. The way they behaved with you when they were younger, it will be different now Mm -hmm. as they're growing up. But it's not that they don't love you anymore. Brilliant. Great work there. Uh, already the time is up, I'm afraid, unfortunately. And it, but it was lovely having you both in the studio. We definitely have to bring you back for a live show. Uh, you know, I, I don't know when we're going to do that, but I think parents would be really keen to mm. talk to you maybe more about their own personal situations and how they could build a relationship better. And some of the tips that you mentioned today, it would be really good to share that again with, with parents. So thank you both for thank coming and giving up your time. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show and do tune in to us next week inshallah where we have another show on parenting hour assalamu alaikum